Hello and welcome. Episode 67, Sports Nuts and Beer Guts 2.0 coming at you. Um, for those avid listeners may notice that we have skipped from 65 to 67. There is a Phantom 66 episode that was recorded last week. However, technology got the better of us and to uh, save the recording. So here we are, though, the final episode of 2022. Hosting tonight, Matt Hickman with us, the pod father, Chris Collett. What's up? McClure Boyd coming to us from Upper East Tennessee. hey And for the first time in a while, Mr. Alan Wallace coming What's from up, Charles, dude? North Carolina. Yeah, Kernersville from the in-laws. Kernersville. All right. Um, hey, I would great. much rather pod than spend time with the in-laws. So A-plus choice, AWOL. Chris waiting on his uh, my pillow or Trump NFT or Trumpy Bear for his Christmas <laughs> present. Maybe all of them. So, Trumpy Bear, you got you a Trumpy Bear for Christmas there? I'll if find I'm, out this weekend if I'm lucky. Um, if you're lucky, yeah, you'll you'll get the uh, Mike Liddell uh, signature uh, black and white print <laughs> with Trumpy Bear dressed up as Iron Man. Oh man, good to end the year with a, a megapod. Um, a wall, thank you for joining us in the middle of the holiday bustle. Um, here we are, the cusp of 2023. Uh, before we get into some topics tonight, we're going to talk about the college football playoff. Of course, we're going to talk about the most orange, orange bowl of all time. Um, Chris, going to touch on a couple of things that we missed uh last week. The first thing is something that, of which we are very proud. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you're listening to um, a podcast that is in the top 54% of all Spotify sports-related podcasts. Chris, it's got to make you feel proud. Yeah. We have lofty goals for next year, uh, top 80%-ish. But yeah, we had like 399 minutes of content or yeah. 399 something of content. Now, is this just a measurement of how much content is out there or how many folks have tuned in with their ears to listen to, to the podfather here? This is, I think it's uh, how much content's out there. Our, our, our viewership uh, is something I could probably count on my uh, fingers and toes. But uh, yeah, we're going for number one next year, content wise. This means yeah, we need to talk more often. We could do Come that. You, Bill Simmons. We'll, we'll, we'll each have uh, body cams. We'll each have dash cams. Perfect. Make it work. Hey, well, what is your, uh, you have been more of a listener than a participant in the podcast over these past few months. What is your, uh, what is your main takeaway from the fall of uh, 2022 in the sports nuts and beer guts world? Um, has anyone heard from Cole? Is he dead? Alive? Uh, he tried some prime rib over the holidays, and apparently he got sick from it. I don't know. Oh, well, I had some tonight. Um, I I have not haven't listened to all of them, but I did listen. It did uh, yesterday on the on my drive up to Kentucky. Um, so that was an hour of uh, time just listening to um, the Podfather and McClure talk a little bit. Shoot the shoot the you know what. So um, I enjoy it whenever I can listen. It's um at least fifty four percent good. So, huh. 
Well, here's something that we got to get to with Alan's limited time with us as a special cameo. It's ap- it's it's appropriate with Luca just doing this yesterday with 60, 20, and what was it, 11? 10, I don't know. 60, triple 21, double, 10. Triple double with 60 points. We wanted to do this about a month ago with the Luca and Dirt Talk. Now with Alan here, uh, and of course Matt with the NBA knowledge, got to get right into it. I got to hijack this for a second. We got to Go do the it. Luca, Dirk discussion. I don't even know how you wanted to present it in a chug separate poor fashion, but let's just talk Luca Dirk for a second because uh, that's incredible. I love watching him play. I think he's Dirk uh, 20% better Dirk, basically, is, is kind of what I gauge him as. But I think the discussion got started because of the fact that he was, you know, he's going to play himself into shape. He looks like he's in slow motion out there, but it's just – it's just awesome to watch because it's just the footwork is unparalleled and he just gets where he wants to go. So we got to start this discussion and, and get it uh, get it under uh, under wraps for the year end here. Can we start with the uh, Dirk talk? Talk about how great Dirk was because somebody says that. he peaked when he won a title and just kind of gave up after the title. Uh, this kind of so par- this is, paraphrasing so Boyd's text. Let's give the context here because he admittedly goes on Simmons, goes on all these podcasts that summer afterwards and talks openly about how he just basically went back to Germany and drank all summer. And just the next year was just a big party. So that's what I was referring to. Do you think that he uh, did not peak with that title and that there's another narrative to the story? Let's open it up there. Was 2012 when they won the title? Um, 11. 11. 2011. Okay, so it was uh, 13 or 14 was actually his best statistical year, I'm pretty sure, uh, potentially. I, I just pulled his basketball reference page. Yeah. Here he won the championship, 23, 7-3. Uh, um. He only broke 20 points a game two more times in the rest of his career after that. Um, prior to then, his peak was 26.6 and 0506. Those 0607 teams were crazy good, um, but didn't make it in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I think he definitely peaked with that title, right? He didn't, he, they beat the Heat. Right, I mean they the, beat the, the big yeah. three. I mean that they was, beat the big three Heat, and that was just like the and and then what happened the year after is that team just got decimated because they traded away uh, what's his name to the Knicks, but Tyson Chandler, yeah, and so Dirk never had the team again. But when they did have the team, he was far gone by that point, like mid twenty fifteen sixteen, whenever it was. But uh, from my memory, too, Jason Terry played out of his mind in that series. Well, the crazy, like, I mean, he did, he he did, but like, Dirk won a title with Jason Terry as his second best player. It's true. It's pretty impressive. I remember probably two thousand and six or so. Had a conversation with AWOL, and I was like, uh, "Dirk's never uh, good enough to be the best player on a championship team." I was going to bring that up. That was on our Chicago trip. We argued about that. Yeah, that was. I do remember that vividly. Uh, and my thing with Dirk is. I mean, if you remember when he got drafted, he was traded for Robert Tractor Trailer. Yeah. RIP. I'm pretty sure he passed right. away. Yeah, he did. Um, 
So, I mean, he he steadily got better every year. It wasn't like he came into the league as a stud. Like, he came mm-hmm. into the league as an awkward European. Uh, very awkward European. And he kind of built his way. I did see the statue unveiled. Uh, the little one-foot fadeaway. Uh, pretty awesome oh, statue. I haven't seen the statue. That's, Google, that's Google Dirk statue. Shot, yeah, Google, Google Dirk statue. It's it's a it's a pretty awesome one. Uh, I just feel like Dirk he continually got better. So saying he kind of won the title and was like, forget this. Uh, thirteen fourteen was the year I was thinking about. He played eighty games. Uh, got it. He came really close to a fifty forty ninety season. Uh, as far as shooting percentages go that year. So, and that was the age 35. Yeah, 35. His age 35 season. So he was old when he, I mean, for basketball years, can't really do the math on it, but he was probably over a thousand games when they won the title. And that's kind of the point where everything goes straight downhill from there. Well, I just pulled up that. So this is interesting, Chris. I pulled up that 2013 14 scene, teams you talked about. They won 49 games. That roster is awful. Uh, Vince Carter in season 15, Dewan Blair, Samuel, Samuel Dallenbear, Wayne Ellington, Monte Ellis, Devin Harris, Sean Marion, and then some people named like Gal McKell, Ricky Lido, and Shane Larkin. Those sound like three side characters from a, you know, a good, like from Goodfellas. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Winning 50 games with that team. Yeah. I never Stud. meant to disparage Dirk in the historical fashion. All I wanted to say was that he is no like he's he's not the the LeBron, the Magic, like the, the ones that are just like going to be super consistent all the time over time. Just a uh, just a uh, acknowledgement of that specific summer of uh, carousing. Is okay, so here's a Chuck Sip report. Um, Luca wins the title in Dallas. Oh, I'm gonna chug that. I think he could potentially do it in the next two years. I, I think that's something that he's he's becoming the best player with Giannis, and I think he's uh head and shoulders above the people of his generation, like as far as the the couple of players that are coming up with him. I think he's easily going to do it, but I have a lot of Luca love too. So Alan Wallace, what do you think? I'm going to chug it. I don't know if it'll be in the next two years, but I mean, what is he? 22 years old. Yeah. He's young. He's, he's not even peaked yet. I feel like, I mean, I, I already feel like he's the top five player in the league. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, honestly, my, he might be two thing. behind Giannis. Yeah, I've said this to to you guys. I think like I think he like four of the top five players or three of the top five players right now are all European players that weren't even, didn't even go to college, drafted straight out of Europe. Giannis um, and Luka and, yeah. and Jokic, Joker. So, I mean that like that just goes back to, like I think Dirk opened that door. Like Dirk was up you know, probably the best ever to do that. Um, and then, you know, all these great players started to come into the league from Europe. But I would say, yes, I'll chug that he will win a title in the next five years. And Embiid from Africa. Don't and forget. That's true. Yeah, I mean, Embiid played at Kansas, but for what, one year or so. He's, yeah. 
I'm going to sip it. Uh, the only thing that the only like hesitant thing I have about him is Haralabob, uh, friend of the Bill Simmons podcast, uh, NBA sports better, former NBA sports better, I guess. Um, he worked with the Mavs for Dirk or Luca's first two, maybe three years in the league, two years in the league. And uh, I, one quote I remember from him, he said, Luca doesn't want a running mate. He wants to be the alpha. He wants it to be his team. I think he needs some help. So, uh, yeah, because they were talking about who, how, how's Dallas going to go after number two to help Luca? And Haralabob simply said, Luca doesn't want it. <laughs> so, because of that, I'm kind of sipping it because I think you do need some help, uh, especially getting through four rounds of the playoffs. And it's hard. You got to stay healthy. Uh, and Luca, honestly, he's going to play 42 plus minutes a game in the playoffs. Every single game. So the grind there, I think uh, I'll sip it because of that. But it's not a knock on Luca. Don't you think that a 22-year-old Michael Jordan would have said the same thing? Yeah. I mean, Probably. he could grow into it. You know, he, Jordan had seven years before he got past uh, to the title. So That's I true. think he can grow into it. So I, I'm going to sip it just because of how – just how difficult it is to win a title and think about all the great players that just didn't do it. Um, you know, past era and, and present. Um, furthermore, like the guys that like, well, there's just a handful of teams that won championships with only one hall of famer or zero, um, in the past, you know, 30, 40 years. Pistons, the Oh four Pistons. Um, that had those just such an interesting, like the perfect complementary skill set worth of players. Um, 2004, also coached by Larry Brown, didn't hurt. Dirk's team in 2011. Um, Giannis, a couple years ago, there's only one Hall of Famer on that team, right? Probably. Um, the Raptors. You're hating on Drew Holiday. <laughs> I'm, I'm hating on Drew Holiday. Um, but the the 19 Raptors. Um, well, I think that's that's a, a good point, though, is things are changing in the last five years in the NBA. Thankfully, because it's not a it's not a big three league anymore. Um, those teams aren't dominating like they were. I mean, last year the Warriors did, but Clay's a, a shell of his former self. And he, he could be my least favorite player in the league right now. And then it's, you know, the year before that was the Bucks. The year before that was the. The Raptors, right? So, I mean, it's changing. It, it is, yeah. Um, I mean, it used to be just such a such a star driven league. I love to see, yeah, see some teams. Uh, yeah, I think it's I wide think open this year. Players. I mean, sure. Celtics, the Bucks, uh, the West is wide ass open. I mean, I think the Grizzlies think- are the two seed right now. Go uh, Grizzlies. I know. And the Suns the Suns will come on too. The the Suns are only in fourth right now, but they'll come on. Booker's it, out for the next four to six weeks, but yeah, <clears throat> I, I watch so much less NBA than I used to. I don't watch much. I, I mean I used to uh you know, it wasn't that long ago that I was uh, you know, watching watching every playoff game not every playoff game, but a ton of them and 
I guess just like after having kids, that was the thing. Like, all right, NBA is the one that's probably going to pass on. Uh, so we'll see come playoff time. I am not very educated on like y'all. You know, I'd love to watch more Luca. Um, I, you know, from what I've the the little bit I've seen of him, seems like his ceiling is unreal. Um, here's here's the league pass recommendation. Okay. From the uh, SMBG podcast, it's the uh, you got to watch John Morant anytime he's on. You got to watch Luca, and uh, the old guard is just kind of passing away. It's like LeBron and Durant, that whole crew is just like it's not there anymore. So it's it's fun because it's wide open like that. So um, I don't know. It, it, watch playoff time; it'll be fun. Tatum's doing really good, and Bead's doing really good. They're they're just coming on, so somebody can step up and become, you know, really good here soon, I the, think. The league still has really good players. It's not like the old guards get going away and there's not uh, another round of great players. I mean, we mentioned Luca, we mentioned Jaw. Giannis is probably the best player in the league right now. Uh, I mean, there there's still guys in their early to mid-20s that are really, really good. Maybe not LeBron good. I mean, it's kind of a once every 20 years kind of player, but I mean, there was an era between LeBron and, and Michael where the NBA really dipped in popularity a bit. There was a lot of the, you know, sort of defined by the 85 to 86 games with the Spurs and Pistons and all that. Now Kobe was the transcendent star of that generation, but I think he's, you know, another RIP, you know, for whatever reason, he, he never was as likable as, as Michael or, or LeBron. Um, wonder if it's another 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 era now that we don't have that defining superstar um until who's the guy coming out next year supposed to be like the best oh yeah the french guy i can't remember his name but he's like seven five or something just uh, uh, is that right he's like a seven four well if we know anything guys that are seven four always stay healthy and are always really good all I know are the Hornets are the worst team in the league, and they're somehow not going to win the lottery, and I'm going to be pissed about it. Dude, that would be so fun. You have you'd have Lamelo with the seven four guy running the court. That would be uh, that would be a fun team to watch. It would be a reason to watch again. That's for sure. Seven four guys are also really good in Billy Crystal movies. <laughs> George Harrison, remember? Harrison. Oh. I was going to ask if Sean Bradley was in one of those. Oh. No, it's called uh, like My Giant or something. George wow. Nirasan had a budding acting career. I don't know what happened to that guy. <laughs> I, I don't either. Billy Tom, Crystal killed it. Tom Bradley was in Space Jam, I think, right? I think <laughs> he was. No he was. better person yeah. to get dunked on by Daffy Duck than than Sean Bradley. That's another great T Mac. Another great T Mac dunk was a Sean Bradley facial. Man. I feel like there were just a lot of Sean Bradley facials. But we went on quite a quite a rabbit trail for um for for NBA here. Real quick, I feel like I, I just anyway, while you're talking about Dirk being the first to uh really bring that Euro ball to the NBA. He he was the first a long time to do it. I think if you're missing, we didn't mention Drajan Petrovic, um, who could have been that guy. Um Sadly, passed away in the car accident in '93 or so. Uh, that dude was phenomenal. There's that really interesting early '90s uh, New Jersey Nets team with him, Garrett Coleman, and Kenny Anderson. I can only imagine what the locker room was like for that team. 
Um, because Petrovic was the best player. Um, and that NBA Jam lineup is fire too. Because uh, oh. <clears throat> I remember that at the up in Roanoke, Drazen Petrovic was dropping, <clears throat> raining down bombs from up above. That's a great thirty for thirty too with him and Vladi. Oh, they apparently nice. were in the the uh, Serbian. Is that right? Serbia. Is that where they're from? I think so. Um, hey, well, and I have been to Serbia. Best looking okay. girls I've ever seen. True. How far is that from Poland? Asking for a potential trip there uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit warmer than Poland. A little south. Yeah. Oh man. I don't. I don't know my uh, Eastern European geography. So. Chris traveling to Poland. That'll be fun. Uh, anybody else have any more comments to put a bow on the uh, the the Luca Dirk talk? A thousand Dirk was, for the rabbit trail. Dirk was great. Luca's great. Uh, yes, exactly. I think we can agree on all great. that. Yeah, that's an agreeable statement. All right. Um. All right. Moving on. We are. We're moving towards the new year. Just a few days left. Well, we got multiple people on here. All right. Give me your high and low. Give me your all-time chug and your all-time poor moment from the year in sports. What was your highest, like, this was the best, like, thing that happened this year for you in sports? And what was your worst? Tennessee, Alabama. Tennessee, Alabama was your was your high water mark. Yep. Tennessee, South Carolina. Was the low. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll fair. Let, I'll let you have those because those are the like, for the Tennessee fans, for the three of us say, well, this those They're are the those are the obvious answers. I'll go slightly different, keep it in the same sport. Cause I was at the Florida game. That was fun. Mm. I, I hadn't been in the new state like since they redone the lights and the whole deal. It was awesome. They beat Florida. We never beat Florida. And uh, so that was great. And then the low, I'll say the Georgia game, watching that on TV, Hershey mm. just wasn't himself, and it was just a blah. So those two, what do you say? Um, mine is a per- – my per- my high is personal. I went to the Masters in April. Mm. So That's like two years overdue. That was two years overdue. I finally got to go. That was, check that off the bucket list. So that was my, my personal sports um, high for the year. Um, low, gosh, I don't know. Probably uh, probably when the Colts decided to fire Frank Reich for no reason um, and then hire a guy that was a high school coach. <laughs> He's he's done really well for himself. I don't know. I mean, he beat Josh McDaniels. So, oh my gosh, week week one beat Josh McDaniels. I mean, things were looking up. Yeah, and then the thirty three uh, thirty three nothing uh, yeah, game against ma- the Vikings. Oh, pretty brutal. If it, if it makes you feel any better, I did see a report this week that Jeff Saturday will be considered to be the permanent coach for the Colts next year. So that doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> Jim Irsay for the win. Gosh, he's a horrible man. What a bad owner, man. Um, my, I mean, again, I, I try not to double up on Tennessee, Alabama. You can double I, up on it. I mean, it's that fine. was that was just phenomenal. That was the best sports win in uh, 
years since, since Alan, January Alan, in 1999. Alan, Alan, you can vouch for that because you watched that in this room that I'm sitting in right now. We I was hoping that you'd actually put that as your number one over the Masters because you were <laughs> sitting there with me. But uh, that was very fun. I'm watching it with you and seeing you get so excited. And also, we broke the curse of the room. Uh, we did. That no, was yeah, that was good. I'll, I'll say that was like in the top three for me. How about that? That was pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Break the Boyd basement curse. It needed what, to be done. What about Lee's favorite, Hickey? Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're, you're fine. Um, Lee's favorite was probably the round of 32 game against Tennessee versus Michigan. Ugh. I hate Michigan. Yeah. I just hate Michigan. When I saw the bracket come out, I think I even like in our text threads like they're going to lose to Michigan round two. It's just going to happen because that team was underseeded. I feel like Tennessee gets an underseeded team all the time, and I mean Tennessee chokes in basketball. They just do. Rick Barnes. Hey, they won the combination. SBC. I was yeah. thrilled. I'll, I mean, I was stoked about that. So the tournament was gravy. I'm not delusional. I don't think Tennessee's going to, you know. They have Final Four talent every now and then, but they've never been to a Final Four. So, uh, I'd love to get to one one day, but that was a... I felt like this past team with Kennedy Chandler had a shot. Uh, so, that one was a that one was a real bummer. But uh, Can we sidetrack yeah. on this? Because this is something that AWOL will actually agree with. I'm pretty... Like, 90% sure. Okay. Name, image, and likeness could be the best thing for college basketball. Because these, these high 18-year-olds... They really need to stay in college for two to three years. Uh, I mean, Tennessee is a great example. The Kennedy Chandler, uh, yeah, Keon Johnson the year before. Seems like they've had a one and done uh, the last couple of years. And that one and done's going to the G League essentially and kind of camped out in the G League. Yeah. Uh, he could have stayed at, I mean, now the NIL is a thing. They could stay at Tennessee, make $500,000, whatever. And actually let their bodies mature, and uh, it would it would be beneficial to NBA, but also college basketball. So, I hadn't even thought about it that way, but that's a great point because for me, college basketball the last several years has been almost unwatchable, just because it's like I don't know I don't know these players. You know, they're they're there mm-hmm. one year and they're gone, and every year you're re- relearning the teams, and um, you know, all the the blue bloods are getting the the best players. And then because they just throw them for one year and then they go into the NBA. So, yeah, I th- that's a good point. If they if they stay longer, it, it'll make college basketball a better product to watch. So I totally agree with that. The number one recruit in the nation signed with North Carolina today uh, for their next year's class. And his quote was, my goal is to go to North Carolina, win a national title, be one and done, and be a lottery pick next year in two years. <laughs> like that was a quote. And I'm like, that's awesome. Man knows what he wants. Yeah. It's all right. Man. I just feel like there's a there's maybe one uh or possibly two players in the nation that should be one and done, it's not fifteen to twenty. I totally agree with that. I think that I would I don't know. I'm glad they uh changed it to where they can come out at eighteen though, because I think that, that weeds out the um you know, people used to do it all the time and it would just uh you know, it was like Kobe, McGrady, Garnett, they all made it. And then there was probably 50 that didn't, you know, and it just can fair. Right. And it's, so it's just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm just, 
I think they should just have the opportunity and just go and just see what happens because. But once in a while, you get those guys. You get LeBron, Kobe. I mean, those are generational talents, right? But usually, you have Sebastian Telefair and Kibu Stewart. You know, guys just didn't ever pan out. Darius Jermaine Miles. Jermaine O'Neal's another one, like somebody, Darius Miles. Jermaine O'Neal probably could have done well in college, right? But he he ended up being really good, but he sat in the league for four years, probably before getting any playing time. So, um, The question is, like, I've always thought of that, uh, if, if they allow people to uh, – go like if you come to college should they set a, a, a set number of years that you stay i don't know if that's ever going to happen now within i kind of like kind of like baseball's format where if once you go to college you're there three years i don't hate that uh and I, I, th- I think it would it would help the g league out too because they would get some of these uh the, the top five to ten players coming out of high school would probably go g league route which is fine uh but i think it would be able to have a college fan base like players in college that you like and be able to root for for two and three and four years it's a nice feeling uh chris lofton tennessee he's not an nba player as far as his body uh but it was fun to watch him for four years even though last year he had cancer and it was kind of a a dud of a year for him uh but being able to like get to know you know what i mean feel like you, you know the guy feel like you can cheer for the guy uh that kind of thing i agree can I just take a moment to talk about how Purdue's number one in the country? So that doesn't yes. very often. Take a so. victory lap, eh, well. You know, hey. Hey. How, how, good, how good are they? Like, are they legit good, good, like national title contender good? Or are this they. Is, this is, I can't speak on it because I have not seen a college basketball game all year. I, I do. My brother watches a lot. And he actually told me, like, cause when they beat Duke, I, re- Duke. I, I kind of reached out to him and I just, like, was kind mm-hmm. of you know, just, you know, giving him a hard time. But I was like, what happened? And he was like, I think Purdue's the best team in the country. And he watches a lot of college basketball. So they've, they've won some, um, they've won some pretty big games. They've beat some good teams. And then apparently Zach Eady, their seven, four guy is unstoppable. Who is the best uh, Purdue basketball player of all time? Glenn Robinson. Robinson? Yeah. Glenn Robinson. Okay. So that was an easy answer. Big dog. Big dog. Number one overall pick before Grant Hill. And uh, no, wait. Was he before Grant? Was that that draft? I'm not sure, but he played for the Bucks, right? And for all those, I mean, he was an all star for several yeah, years. That would have been around out. the same time as Grant Hill. I don't know if it was the same draft, but they he did play in the early 90s. That pretty Hang on, I got I to gotta look that up. Uh, was that in the Vin Baker draft? Vin Baker draft. <laughs> uh, that guy. Oh, Ben Baker. The 94-95 draft. So, yeah, I think he was taken before Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. Wow. Jason Kidd go That's to Cal? A... Indeed, yeah. he went to, drought, to Cal. 94 NBA draft. Number one pick, Glenn Robinson. Number two, Jason Kidd. Three, Grant Hill. So, That's I not think as, Glenn Robinson not was a slouch. Yeah, he was good. Egregious, not as egregious as Bowie, Jordan, Olajuwon. That's pretty bad. That's as bad as it gets. I mean, <laughs> bookended by the greatest player of all time and a top 10 player of all time. That's, yeah. Um, okay, but while we got AWOL, we got AWOL making a cameo just for a, a few more minutes before we dive into and finish up with, with some college football and all Orange Bowl talk. Let me ask this question. As we're wrapping up the year, give me your best and worst sports take of the year. 
what was the take that you had that was like, all right, I was, I was spot on about this. And what is one that you just swung and missed? Um, like Chris saying Dirk would never win a championship. Like me saying years ago that um, Jay Cutler was going to be an all-timer um, when he was drafted. Chris, go first. I'm going to go with my worst sports take because that's the easiest one. Um, I was very confident at the football draft uh, because I had the stack of Broncos. I was bullish on the Broncos. <laughs> Not only did I have a stack there, uh, we do an auction where we auction off every single team. Uh, and if they make the playoffs, you get like 2% of the pod and each round they win, it goes up incrementally kind of thing. Um, and I paid $110 for the Broncos in that in that uh, oh. <laughs> that auction. That was the only team oh. I actually bought. Teams were going really expensive, and I, I thought I had a steal in the Broncos at $110. Uh, so there's that. And then I watched uh, week one, in which Peyton tried to call a timeout 95 times. Like, you've yep. got to call a timeout. <laughs> You're really trying a 64-yarder outdoors in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> like, like, that's the play? <laughs> Voluntarily doing this when you... It's fourth and five, and he paid a quarterback two hundred fifty-two million dollars to uh, uh, play there. Uh, it started off bad, and I was just like, "They, they actually need to fire this guy." Week, week two, he couldn't get plays called. Like literally, they there were there were like three delay of games. They burnt timeouts on top of those three delay games. Uh, week three, they bring in a special assistant who's now the current head coach of the Broncos, uh, interim head coach. Uh, because he needed help with challenges and getting plays in in time. Uh, wow. Yeah, just an utter disaster. I, did, I didn't know anything about Nathaniel Hackett uh, other than he was kind of whatever in Green Bay. Uh, LaFleur calls the plays in Green Bay for the most part, so I kind of discount that. I didn't know anything about him, but I just I, I liked Russ. I liked the defense. Uh, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, jo- uh, Jerry Judy. Uh, he had all the tools to be successful, uh, and it just—it was a train wreck. So, I was bullish on the uh, Broncos. That was my worst hate by far. Uh, Tell us how you really feel, Chris. I will. I'll let y'all talk about the rest, and I'll come back to my best sports take because I got to think about that for a little bit. I—I I thought for sure you were going to say, you, on the pod, you said that Gardner Minshew would be a Pro Bowler. I was close. A Philadelphia uh, Eagles quarterback is a pro bowler. True. <laughs> well, I think what you what you meant by that was that you didn't think Jalen Hurts was any good, and now he's probably no, going to win the MVP. I thought he was going to get hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I, re- I really thought he was going to get hurt because he, I mean, running quarterback. I was like, he, I thought the Eagles were a great team. Uh, the defense, I mean, especially the defensive line, they have they go eight deep. Uh, AJ Brown, as long as he's healthy, he's a stud. I I I love the team. I just thought Hurts was going to get hurt. Like, you know, I mean, because he's a running quarterback, he takes some hits and Minshew would go in there and be successful because the team's good. So it wasn't really a Jalen Hurts knock. It was more of I was saying he's going to get hurt and Minshew could lead that team. So that was nice. Nice backpedal there. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure mine. I don't do. I don't know. I don't have many good takes at all. The Georgia, I'm sure I was very, very gung-ho that we were going to go in there down in the hedges and uh, take that one. Of course, we got destroyed. The uh, good one, the Bills going undefeated. 
they're not undefeated, obviously, but I think Josh Allen is special. I think he's going to win yeah, like two is. or three Super Bowls. I just think he's that good. And so he's proven to be really good this year. I know he's had some hiccups, but I just think overall he's playing awesome. He's a fun player to watch also. He's like, very it's not fun just that watch. he's good. It's those runs. He, he kind of, I mean, he's like barreling over people and uh, jumping over people. It's just fun. Uh, I'm like you, McClure. I don't make a whole lot of takes, um, but I'll, I'll bring up a couple of things that were bad ideas about sports this year. One was listening to David Kern and um, placing my only sports bet of the year when he said Wake Forest was a lot. Oh. <laughs> I called Chris and I was like, oh, yeah, let's put 20 on Wake Forest. Yeah, that didn't go well. Lock uh, of the year. Um, my, my second one was, um, trading in fantasy football, trading AJ Brown for Raheem Mostert. So that went well. Um, I went from four and one in the fantasy league to losing every game from then on out oh, and finishing man. last in the league. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So that was RIP Waffle House challenge. That was quite a free fall. And then I also think I, I maybe had a conversation with Chris where I thought that uh, Derek Carr would lead the league in passing this year and now he's benched. So <laughs> It's a healthy bench, just uh, to, so he stays healthy, so they can trade him slash cut him at the end of the year. Yeah, and not have to pay him forty million dollars. Uh, I, I had two good takes that neither of which were like groundbreaking. I think anybody with much sense would have. Well, the second one, maybe. The first was that Josh McDaniels was a downgrade from the interim coach the Raiders had last year. Yes, um, that aged well. More expensive too. Um, yeah, he's so, I don't know why that dude gets jobs. Um, the other was that the lions would be in playoff contention. Uh, that was more had to do with like how bad a lot of the NFC was. Um, and that for whatever reason, that team plays hard. Um, usually that doesn't mean much in the NFL, but (laughs) those guys love Dan Campbell, even if he doesn't know what play they're running. Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. <laughs> That's my uh, favorite. I actually like him as a coach. I do too. I do too. Um, I think it's something we talked about last week. He's one of the very few coaches that's not great, but you like him. Like usually yes. if a coach is not great at his job, you you don't you just, they're just losing you to be likable. Yeah. But this guy, like he's he's kind of lovable. So I kind of like that. Uh, y'all would probably not agree with this. I kind of like that guy in Miami that was the Yale wide receiver that's just like a stats guy. I like him too. Mike McDaniel? I, like yeah. I don't know if he's a great coach. I mean, he's. I think he's decent at least, but I like him for some reason. I think he's a good coach. Yeah. Um, I had lots of bad takes this year. Um, Steelers quarterback play would be better. Um <laughs> I don't know that it I don't know that it's, it's worse, a, but it's, it's not better. Not, yeah. Um let's see. Uh I was in on the Broncos too. Um I uh yeah, there there's there were there were I thought the the Bengals would regress. Um I thought that Dallas was the best team in the NFC. I've had lots of bad takes this year, so really you can just just pick one. Uh my fans was too far off on Dallas. They did just beat the Eagles. I know they didn't have Hurts, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're probably at least three in the NFC, aren't they? 
They're destined for a crushing playoff loss Listen, at home. That is true. Mike McCarthy true. standing on the sidelines. Uh, yeah. Still, Sean Payton. Record-wise, they've done all right. There's going to be three or four ridiculous plays where the Bucks defense makes plays. <laughs> They're going to be beating Tampa 10 to 7. Mike Evans is going to make three or four crazy catches, and the Bucks are going to beat them, you know, 14 10 and win that first round game. And probably because they get to see 25 carries. I, yes, instead of Pollard. So. I, I don't see it this year. I'm not even worried about Tom Brady winning. Oh, he's I mean, no good. He's horrible, but they look awful. I they, think there's I mean, a chance in they. The last two minutes yeah. of the fourth quarter, they look like like the worst offense in the league. Well, because what's is, Brady has been able to throw all the seven yard completions since he was six, 16 years old. And that's what they decide to allow him to do in the fourth quarter of a game. So. Can I touch on my best takes real fast? Let's, let's yes, let's go. So, my, my my bad take was the Broncos by far. It was uh yeah. I don't know that anybody could have saw so, that coming, but it was it was such a bad take. It might have been worse than I don't know, the GM that signed Russell Wilson. God, that was awful. I'm um, so glad we got your true Nathaniel Hackett feelings on uh, on tape. That's so <laughs> classic. <laughs> uh my my good takes, uh the Jags were plus seven hundred to win the AFC South. Yeah. Um, I said that Trevor Lawrence was the best quarterback in the division. The division sucked ass, which is very accurate. It's an awful division. So at plus 700, why not throw a few dollars on it? Uh, what's the worst that could happen kind of thing? Uh, I think next week we'll see the Jags win the AFC South. Also said the Vikings would win the North. Uh, I said they had fatigue from – who was a coach? Former Bengals assistant. Who was the head coach? Zimmer. Mike. Zimmer, yeah, um, yeah, the Zimmer one. I was like, they had Zimmer fatigue. I think they're actually a good team. O'Connell could be a good coach. I don't know. So there was that one. The Bucks. I had them not winning the NFC South. They're awful. I was actually accurate on their being them being awful. Uh, and I, I think there's a decent chance the Panthers run the table and make the playoffs. It like, could happen. Like I, I think it could. Ha- like I really think it could happen. Uh, so that was a good take. We were in the swimming pool uh, at the draft, and McClure's like, how do you think Tennessee's going to do? And I was like, man, 10 and 2, baby. I was like, I think they're going to be good this year. Like, I think they're going to be really good. I got uh, for that. Yeah, and McClure was like, please don't say that. You're getting me nervous. <laughs> don't want to <laughs> jinx anything. So I thought Tennessee was going to be good. Uh, turned out to be Tennessee was good. So those are some uh, – Saquon Barkley was – plus 3,500 to lead the league in rushing. I don't think he's going to lead the league in rushing, uh, but he has been really good. Uh, he's still in the picture to do so, but it's I don't think it's likely right now. Uh, yeah, those are some of my good takes. So not all bad this year. Chris, with a lot of good takes. Yes, I had good takes this year. Probably won't happen next year. My fantasy team sucks. Thanks to Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Speaking of which, I got to tell this because this is a funny one. There was a TikTok, and it was uh, like a fake uh, John Elway quote talking about hiring Nathaniel Hackett. He's like, uh, I think it was Nathaniel Hackett. He's like, yeah, I knew we were in trouble whenever he demanded going by Nathaniel instead of Nathan. I called him Nathan. He got offended by it. My brother's name's Nathaniel. He hates being called Nathan, too. So I was like, <laughs> sent the TikTok to him. <laughs> Good old like Nat, Nat would work. Nat Hackett. That sounds sounds you know. That's good. 
Josh Jacobs now, did Nathaniel a Hackett year. really I saw a uh, one of these memes today where Nathaniel Hackett was busting on Russell Wilson. Was that true? That was a fake one. But okay. it was funny. About, it was talking about the about bathrooms. More bathrooms than touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> he there said was that. A what was I supposed to do with a quarterback that has more bathrooms than touchdowns on the season in his house? <laughs> That was funny. I'm sure there was some tension there between Russell. Russell seems to be an odd fellow, and I can't put my finger on it. Is there but, anybody um, in the sports world? Probably is, but he's taken a nosedive like very wait, quickly. Um, yeah, both in, like both in play and just in in general everything. I don't know the, the high knees on the airplane. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, the request through his manager just to like. Talk to him. You know, it's like, that's weird. Every press conference going, let's ride Broncos country. <laughs> let's ride. He could be the Colts quarterback next year, riding in Colts country. Oh, that was another bad take of mine. I thought that uh, Matt Ryan was an upgrade. Oh, me too. <laughs> I was sure about that. Mm-hmm. I thought Matt Ryan was washed, but I thought he was still an upgrade and the Colts were actually like, Half, I mean, Jonathan Taylor's good. Uh, the offensive line I thought was going to be decent. Defense was going to be good, I thought. so. It was not, yeah. Bob yeah. Sanders ain't walking through that door. <laughs> hey, Is Bob. that your favorite Colts player of all time? Maybe. Defensive? Maybe. Defensive player? Hey, well, yeah, I used to love uh, that, dude. Yeah, I, I, he was – I mean, that that like three-year run he had, especially that Super Bowl year, was incredible. He had an every other year career because it was like he gave so much. I feel like he was always injured every other year, and then he'd finally get healthy and have one good year, and then back to the injuries. And I feel like he was like right, slightly below Ed Reed level. He just couldn't stay healthy. Oh, Ed he, Reed, head coach he, uh, of Bethune Cookman. Go, go Bethune Cookman. Cedric Benson and made him fumble in that Super Bowl. Oh yes. Oh, that was all timer. I do love a game changing safety. I feel like we don't have many of them anymore. But like Ed Reed was my favorite defensive player uh growing Ed up. Reed. Growing up, yeah. Uh just watching him. And I hated the Ravens, uh just the Titans, Ravens rivalry. Ed Reed was special out there. He was very much like Matt him. Loves Ed Reed uh two point oh, don't you? Sorry, what? Matt loves Ed Reed two point oh, right? Who's Ed Reed two point oh? Our man, Eric Berry. Oh, Eric Berry. Eric Berry's a strong safety, though. Well, okay. No, Eric Berry's my all-time favorite player. What were you saying, AWOL? Who was, who's your uh, guy? Oh, Chris, no, Chris played very much like Ed Reed as a uh, in our intramural football team back in college. Interceptions. He did. I think we always said Dexter Jackson. That's, That's right. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Super Bowl MVP. Came, uh, came up in big, big play, you know, big games. Uh, knew knew where to be. Yeah, but no, I miss. The, I feel like there was that era of like a ton of great safeties with Palomalu jumping Palomalu, over, yeah. jumping over the center, getting to the quarterback. That was Palomalu, those were all time awesome. Yeah, well, you had Palomalu and Reed playing against each other twice a year for a decade, like two of the ten best safeties of all time. That was a. That was quite. I do now. Okay, fun. Real quick, quick aside. Fall of 2010, AWOL and I are walking around Sydney, and the Sunday night Steelers and Ravens game is on in 2010. When that was like the peak of those two arrival, we sat at a McDonald's in Sydney because we found that game one and watched the second half. Mm -hmm. It was a typical 
like game of that era. I think the Steelers won like 13-10 because Paul Amalu made Flacco fumble. Um, but that was a that was a fun game. I think I, I, I got a McRib. Yes, you woke me up to tell me that the McRib was back <laughs> when we were in Australia. That's appropriately. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Got a got an Aussie McRib. Um all right, well let's uh let's transition to some uh we'll do some college football playoff picks and then we'll we'll round it out with the uh all orange orange bowl. Sound good? All right. CFP semifinals. We're all well, three of us are at least a little bit crestfallen that Tennessee is not in that three spot playing Michigan. Um I think they would beat Michigan. It's a terrible matchup for Michigan. But anyway, if Hooker uh, was healthy. If what? If Hooker was healthy. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Joe Milton, they're not beating him. With him, with a healthy Hinton Hooker, sure. Um, we got Georgia-Ohio State. We got Michigan-TCU. Let's start with Georgia-Ohio State. Um, the most talent of, of any, yeah, of, of any two teams in the country. Um, I would even include Alabama in that. Um, guys, what's the, uh, what's the matchup in here? Uh, what are your picks for the, the Peach Bowl? I'm going uh, Georgia. I'm going Georgia all the way, just based on experience from last year. Stetson just—he seems smooth. He seems at least under control somewhat. And I think they're just their defense just reloaded, and I just don't see them losing down there. And they're in Atlanta, right? That's where the game is. They are. Yeah. All right. I don't see them losing in Atlanta. I agree. I'm going Georgia as well. I don't. Think it'll be too close. Um, Ohio State's very talented, but um, and CJ Stroud's a great quarterback, but I I think Georgia is too good. So Georgia, I think Georgia is like I I don't know how mentally tough Ohio State is. Um, they crumbled at Michigan. I mean, they just when they got down, they just they just folded like a cheap suit. Um, the uh, you know they've they've had a few tests, but nothing nothing really really major. I think Georgia's just like you said, seasoned. Um, Ohio State's got all the talent in the world. Kirby's a really good coach. Um, as annoying as I find him, he's he's really good. Um, I think it's close for a while. Georgia pulls away, wins by a couple touchdowns. Well, we're gonna go four for four on this pod. Uh, Ohio State's not like good this year. Uh, yeah at all like i mean all year they've really not looked convincing they had about a 12 minute stretch against penn state where they looked really good uh outside Mm -hmm. of that they've not looked good they've looked really bad uh but as far as talent goes uh there's 14 four five stars on ohio state there's 16 on georgia uh so much talent on that field uh i just think georgia's a better team i think georgia's gonna get after stroud get to him uh and I think Georgia's going to move the ball enough on offense. Uh, it'll be something like 31 to 17 or something like that. Uh, that'd be my prediction. So Ohio State, or not Ohio State, Georgia, pretty comfortably. Here's my hot take. C.J. Stroud, quarterback bust of the 2023 draft. What? Can we talk about the 2023 fa- draft real fast? Like a little impromptu. Chuck sure. Kapoor, yeah. Mel, Kuy- Mel Kuyper's top four quarterbacks. Okay. Number one for Mel Kuyper, podcast favorite, Will Levis. <laughs> Number two, Bryce Young. Number three, CJ Stroud. 
Number four, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> what kind of drugs is Mel Kiper on? That's a better I, question. Mel. I love Mel. I mean, I, y'all know my take. I think Bryce Young is the guy by miles among those among that crew. Uh, we yes. keep saying it about Levis. We keep laughing. He's going to be like a top ten pick. And I'm I'm gonna laugh at that team that picks them. Please don't be the Titans. <laughs> I'm afraid it's gonna be the Colts, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it, this happens all the time. Like you see these pro days with Zach Wilson rolling to his right and then chucking a the ball seventy yards on a rope across his body, or Kyle Bowler throwing the ball through the goalpost, or Jamarcus Russell throwing the ball eighty-five yards on the fly. Uh, Awol loved Jamarcus Russell. Do you remember that? Was really? It, uh, it was because he hey. he threw at the ball sixty yards from his knees or something he's, like that. No, that's Kyle Bowler. No, you, you're Jamarcus Russell. Was like he's so big, his arm's so huge. Like, how's he not going to be good? Apparently, looking <laughs> at tape. It turns uh, out he didn't. He didn't like look at the playbook ever. I was so a, I was a Jamarcus ahead. Russell hater. I was like, I just yeah, don't same. see it. Looking ahead slightly, speaking of Jamarcus Russell throwing that kind of stuff, uh, there's a video of Milton down at the Orange Bowl this week throwing an orange 100 yards, an actual orange. It's a perfect weight, I guess, if you think about it. But uh, it's someone who's very like much... something that Uncle Rico would say, like, I can throw an orange over them mountains. <laughs> Back in 85, <laughs> football over the mountains. I'll throw that orange 100 yards. <laughs> I mean, speaking of someone who oddly really enjoys throwing fruit off of balconies or... Yeah, man. You should watch that Milton video. You might replay it like 10 times. That's... Yeah. Can we get a Tyler Gray uh, beer bottle video also? (laughs) i go put that on a loop. (laughs) Tell tell me it's not fun just to throw random things as hard as you can. Y'all can't deny that. It's It's not... I yeah. can't deny it. My, You're right. I my shoulder is completely shot. I I can oh. I can barely even throw it to my son. Like anything overhanded, there's no chance. All right. Well. So yeah, I don't. Fair enough. Uh, love love Mel Kiper's top four. Um, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Bryce, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pour that top four. I guess. Is yeah. that how we do? I'm this? gonna pour it too. Pour <laughs> it. Pour it out. Pour it out. I just um, needed to add some Will Levis hate. That's all. <laughs> Texas well, draft Bryce Young. Also, as we turned on the podcast tonight, I just watched the – I think this must have been live. Did Kentucky play tonight? Basketball? They lost. They got their ass beat to Missouri. That was a they loss. They did? Yeah. yeah. They lost that's, by maybe 20-ish. That's a, oh, it was a big loss. They were losing big when I turned it on. <laughs> All right. Well, um, back rough, to college football playoffs. Rough Kentucky takes. Um, <laughs> All right. Let's suck go. to be a Kentucky fan. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go with the uh, other semifinal: Texas Christian University versus the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, won a very storied, winningest program in college football history. Yet they have only mustered half a national championship since 1948, and that half should have an asterisk. Um, this is a more interesting game. I think it's I think it's the more compelling matchup of the two, even though there's less talent. You have a contrast of styles. You have a you know a team making their debut in the playoffs, sort of a have and a have not. Um, that being said, Harbaugh has had this team 
playing their A game for for a minute, though they should have lost Illinois. Um, I think it was a classic look ahead game, waiting for Ohio State, and they they just it was a kitchen and they just obliterated the Buckeyes. Um, yeah, interesting take. Who uh, who wins this one? All right, Michigan. I'm gonna go. All right, go ahead. Michigan. Uh, I, I've not thought TCU was great all year. I thought they've been kind of fraudish. Uh, they've got lucky. I think there's uh, five or six games this year in which they've knocked out the starting quarterback uh, for the team they're playing against. So it's kind of uh, been fortunate there. Um, I just think Michigan's I, – I think Harbaugh's a great coach. So I think Michigan will outcoach him. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily going to be a great game. I think – Historically, the college football playoffs, these uh, semifinal games have been bad games. They're not good, yeah. I, I think Michigan rolls uh, pretty handedly. I will say also that Michigan wins. Uh, I would love it if Texas Christian could win. I'm bandwagon Texas Christian, having some family connection there. My uncle worked there forever. I remember the old Texas Christian uh, – I probably went down to that school in like 1999 and went to a basketball game. Who was the Nick? He was a power forward. He played at Texas Christian. Kurt Charles, Thomas. No, Char- maybe it was Kurt Thomas. You're right. How did I pull uh, that out? Was it Kurt Thomas? Yeah, I think it was. It was either Kurt Thomas or Charles Smith, but I'm pretty sure it was Kurt Thomas. I'll look it up. But uh, so my niece is there right now. She's a freshman. She's been on the field on all these games where uh, Duggan just pulls one out of his butt. Uh, that guy's fun to watch. He at least plays hard. I know he's not any good, but uh, he's like the Friday Night Lights uh, quarterback, just like hustling, trying to make it done. And it's it's fun to watch. At least I don't think they can do it though. I think Michigan wins it easily. Harbaugh's gonna really. Uh, I think Harbaugh's way better coach. I just think they have way better players. I think that's it. I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to say Michigan, but I'm also going to say something cringeworthy for all three of you. Great. Um, Well, I'm pulling in the entire playoff, I'm pulling for the winner of this game. So if TCU doesn't win, I'm pulling for Michigan. I know you all hate that, but uh, I want a Big Ten team to win it if it's not TCU. So I don't want Ohio State to win it either. So I'm actually okay with that take. Uh, I don't want to see Georgia win another one. So Georgia losing would be good. I, I love that whole some coaches start on third base uh line that harbaugh likes to jab at ryan day so uh anything anytime ohio state can fail is a good thing and i know michigan i can't stand them either but i mean if i'm picking a team i actually want to win i'd probably pick tcu just because they're not one of the other three but winner yeah i mean winner of this game yeah uh is who i'm going for now the following week yeah but i i agree i think michigan wins it uh they look really stinking good against Ohio State. They they were going to be more physical. Uh, Harbaugh's just the better coach. Um, I love the pleats, so I'm going Michigan. All right, I'm going to be a contrarian. I think this ends up being a weird, sloppy game, and TCU sneaks it out. Um, then I have Blake Corum. Um... Might, I know it didn't matter against Ohio State. They just plugged in their next running back and and, and obliterated them. Um, I know they've been there on the stage, but historically, Harbaugh teams, though great, come up short in big games. 
with a few exceptions. Um, I I don't know what it is. I don't really have a a a, a, a big reason for it. Um, it's been a while since we've had a weird like you're right. These semifinals are usually bad. It's usually Alabama shutting out some team that shouldn't be in there, and then Clemson drubbing a you know a Big Ten team, namely Ohio State. Um, so I think I think it's been a while since we've had a weird a weird game um, on this stage in college football, and I feel like so, something in the air, a couple turnovers. Um, TCU's had a had a horseshoe lodged, you know, squarely up their butt all year, and. Uh, I just feel like there's going to be one more piece of it, and the in the terrible game will be the national championship that they would get annihilated by whoever they play. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Horn Frogs. I'll hope I so. I don't hate it. Okay, I like it. I got a I got a Chuck Zipper Poor uh, somewhat right. related to this. Chuck Zipper Poor, Jim Harbaugh being the next coach of the Denver Broncos. Oh god, poor, poor. He's not going. I don't think he. Uh, he's leaving Michigan because I have no idea. Is there a connection between him and Elway? I'm sure. I have no clue. I'm just going to chug it because he has one hell of an ego, and he thinks he could fix Russ Russell Wes, or Wilson. And uh, the Broncos have that Walmart money now, uh, so they can pay whatever. Uh, Who bought the and, Broncos? Was it one of the kids? Yeah, one of the one of the Walton kids, or yeah. Yeah, one of the Walton. I think it's it's a Walton family uh, mm-hmm. owns the Broncos now. So I could see them throwing a lot of money at Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh having the ego that he, if especially if Michigan were to win a national title this year, I could see him just having quite the ego and just being like, "I'm going to go out on top here. Let's get back to the NFL so I can get out of this recruiting shit." Uh, and then throwing something like fifteen million dollars at him because uh, the Broncos team it's not a bad roster. Uh, if it's Russell not. Wilson can be turned around, so I'm gonna sip it. I think it's a possibility. If it what happens, about, you heard it here first. So just throwing that out there. What about the Colts? Didn't he? Yeah, quarterback for the Colts for a few years. Um, Jim Irsay is weird, so I'm gonna discount them doing anything logical in this coaching okay. search. Totally so, agree with that. That's, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. I'm gonna call Mike Malarkey. <laughs> I, that was one of my best takes of all time. Uh, whenever he was, I was like, I don't care who they hire, but it better not be Mike Malarkey. Sure enough, Mike Malarkey was hired. <laughs> hey, he made the playoffs. Oh, thank that's God the greatest. For Frable. That's the greatest coaching name ever, Malarkey. Pretty it's good. A bunch of Malarkey. <laughs> all right, well let's uh, let's wrap it up with the All Orange Orange Bowl. This has been the. Uh, all right. As we do that, we're going to say goodbye to Alan Wallace. AWOL, thank you for joining us. Um, appreciate you sticking with us. Uh, cheers to you into uh, 2023. Yeah, and good luck to Tennessee. Hope they pull it out. And I have nothing we'll to need add, it. so that's my cue to get out of here. Thanks, guys. Thanks, AWOL. See ya. See ya, AWOL. All right, we finish up with the Tennessee trio. Um, the, the three guys that have have been together through this. I feel like we've just experienced this 2022 vol season together. We've, we've, we've just, we've had this text thread going all year, uh, experiencing the highs and the lows from, uh, you know, getting too excited about an, uh, overtime victory over Pitt to, you know, Bama, Florida, and then the bizarre despair of Williams Bryce stadium. That sad November uh, evening. 
Um, uh, speaking of that, next year I am taking Tennessee minus whatever DraftKings will allow against uh, Tennessee, South Carolina. It's going to be like, this- yeah, you remember it was what five years ago we went to that game and it was a ten dollar ticket. Yeah, I guarantee you that's a hundred dollar ticket next year for everybody just waiting to get that revenge. That was like lower level, thirty rows up. Uh, the was, yeah, right. they're actually really good tickets. Ten dollars. Oh, it's going to be. Vols minus at, 40. I would still take yeah. Vols minus 40. Uh, it's going to be an all-time revenge revenge game. Uh, it's going to get ugly for Spencer Rattler in that one. If he stays at South Carolina, he's talking about going pro. Can we throw him in Mel Kuyper's top 10? <laughs> oh, dude, if he goes pro, he's Kuyper's number one. And that's one interesting thing I kind of brought up with college basketball, but uh, Spencer Rattler's making a million dollars a year in NIL. Um, if he goes pro, he's not making that much no, money in a year, like at all. No, no way. He's going to be a sixth round pick and go back up. You know, Bryce Purdy. He needs to. Now, does his does his nil come from when he was at Oklahoma? Still? Oh no, it, it's uh, uh, it's it's a uh, it's at South Carolina. That's how he ended up in really? South Carolina. Yeah, that seems high. <laughs> uh, I mean, he was a Heisman front runner two years ago, preseason. And then he got benched right. for Caleb Williams. Didn't he kind of like, like, uh, wasn't there a reason he was out of Oklahoma? <laughs> Caleb Williams, the Heisman winner, was better. <laughs> I mean, I thought, it, I don't uh, know. Yeah. No, there wasn't anything no, I, else. I, I'm There's, always just amazed at the numbers. I shouldn't be. I just am. I think it's more power to him. It's a yeah. lot of money. I mean, I'm not upset about it. It's just, you know, I'm not upset about it either. I just, it's just a lot of money. Yeah. I'd like to get a million dollar NIL deal. I'm surprised nobody offered well. me that at Johnson. Uh, my intramural. It's, it's true. Background. Yeah. You're uh, Poncho's going to throw in a free <laughs> queso dip to me. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, uh, McClure, but uh, in our peak uh, intramural glory um, podcast, favorite Brandon peak went to a local Mexican restaurant with a pitch. For them to be our sponsor, our <laughs> real team, they were gonna, we were going to rebrand ourselves as Ponchos Los Locos. Ponchos Los Locos. Wasn't his pitch something like, "After every game, we'll come to Ponchos for a post game meal." Yep, post game <laughs> celebration. Our jersey said Ponchos. We'd uh, you know drive people. I think I think all he asked for was like two hundred dollars to pay for our shirts or something. All we wanted was shirts. Yeah. What What was their response to Peak in this? Uh time of need it was uh no uh also i don't know if you remember this hickey but uh so boyd's sorry for this this is gonna like appeal to maybe six people that could potentially (laughs) listen to this podcast but we got our shirts and we handed them out in the cafeteria or wore them once we got them to the cafeteria and some showed from canada was like do you know how many starving kids in Africa you could have fed with that money instead of getting shirts? <laughs> they said somebody said that. Oh, yeah. not yeah. just somebody. Oh, it sounds like I know who somebody is. There was a no. It was like a Canada. Like it wasn't York. It was a Canada. <laughs> was like a faction. It was all yeah. wing kind of thing that were a bunch of weird, 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 weird people. Uh, I thought you just kind of had like a mispronunciation of Canada. No, like Canada. 
<laughs> yeah, no, Canada was their their team name. Uh, I got you. Yeah, somebody with them. They 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 were like, "Do you know how many kids you could have uh, fed in Africa for what you paid for those shirts?" I would have been like twenty three. Uh, <laughs> oh, what a Johnson what a days. Bible college comment! Yes, gosh, <laughs> we we we'll start another comment about the uh, yeah toxicity of uh, early alts Bible college. Uh, McClure, you can be a listener for that one. Yeah, don't know how much you'd be a fly on the wall for that. Don't know how much you'd enjoy it. We would have enjoyed college more if you'd been there, though. I know that much. Um, all right, on to the uh, all orange bowl, uh, Clemson, Tennessee meeting in Miami, Florida, uh, Friday night. Um, lots of players won't be in the game, uh, missing Jalen Hyatt, uh, Tillman. So Tennessee's going in under Jeremy Banks, yeah, Jeremy Banks. Uh, I don't know the line. Clemson's the favorite, right? Has to be. I would say it's probably like minus six for Clemson. I don't know that for sure. So I'm looking it up now, though. We got Bazooka Joe. Let's let's do let's do guess the line. I'm minus minus six. All right, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's Clemson by three and a half. I was gonna say three by Clemson. Hmm. So what did I say? You said six and a half. It's minus, six, five. minus, minus five. five. As Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal say, that's uh, Vegas doesn't know what the hell is going to happen. So, <laughs> right. Vegas zone. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, Should all these bowl games be in that zone? Pretty much. Eventually? Yeah. That's one of my strategies. I'm going to take the plus, whatever the money line is, the plus money, because it's all just a crapshoot. For bowl games, it is. Um, I'm curious if that would be profitable of that, or not. I'm watching Ole Miss Texas Tech, where Ole Miss is getting destroyed. Yeah, I would have thought Jackson Dart sucks. You know, so that's a great quarterback toss up. That's where you never know who's going to want to show up. I think. Doesn't Ole Miss have a history of not showing up in ball games? Me and Matt have a story about that one. Oh, really? We do. With we uh, went to a Peach Bowl, a Texas Christian Peach Bowl. That is. Uh, with uh with logan who who all it was the three of us right just the three of us yeah you and logan and i drove down stayed at the uh marriott marquee in midtown atlanta yeah that was uh who was the quarterback for Ole miss that was a high projected top three round pick maybe that was bo wallace bo Wallace. wallace Man, that was a really re- – we had pretty good seats, if I remember. We were lower bowl. Really good, and, yeah. And we had – you know, we were pumped because we were going like, this guy's big-time quarterback, first-round pick probably. And it was one of the worst quarterback performances I've seen, and I watched Nathan Peterman play against Florida. It was it was appalling. Uh, I think I think uh, they had Robert Mkichi and – how do you say his name? Catch in- any whatever and Tunsil, I think those were on, those guys were on those that yeah. team. Um, man, and they were. It was a fun TCU team too. It was just like you're just throwing it all over the place. I'm um, pretty sure Ole Miss had a, a fun night at Magic City the night before that game. Probably so. It was the uh, very first New Year Six game ever to be played. Um, Crazy. Yep. Did it feel uh, historical? <laughs> oh, in the moment. Uh, a couple a couple fun fun moments. I remember that. Some guy walking into the game, 
uh, when we were trying to scalp tickets, the guy in the TCU hat, we were trying to scalp tickets and he asked him a price. He's like, well, uh, 250 a ticket. And McClure could not stifle a laugh, like audibly laughed in the guy's face. <laughs> and he like couldn't believe that like we weren't paying that's like guy like stadiums gonna be half empty we're paying fifty dollars um i used to love the scalping exploits with oh, matt we it had was, a great uh, time he's a goat at that a, it was fun I appreciate that was, i don't know about anymore but i i did used to enjoy it uh oh you you always swung for the fences too i was always uh appreciated oh, yeah. that we're we're, we're going to take some chances and have some fun yeah, yeah, I was, I was, uh, yeah, big stakes. Uh, I also remember, uh, I think, Cole, you're wearing your Travis Henry jersey, and multiple times people came up to trash talk the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, Falcons and Broncos have a heated rivalry there. I, no, it was just like, oh, Peyton sucks. Broncos <laughs> gonna lose. Was, yeah, there's a lot of Broncos hate. Yeah, I I think that was 2014, and they did lose in the second round. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a fun trip. So yes, Ole Miss did choke in bowl games. <laughs> um, sorry for that sidetrack, but uh, listen, it's all right. We're, we're 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 good. Chris is Chris is cruising, not kind of working this week. I am I have senioritis for my job, so so oh, I'm I'm done for the year officially. So oh, that's great. Going on the golf course tomorrow. About to shoot a 98. Yeah. There you go. Get you another albatross. Haven't picked up a club in six weeks, so we'll see how this goes. Well, to answer the question about the game, I'm not sure. You know, it's like the stuff about what we're talking about. Who who wants to win this game? Who shows up? The players? Who cares? Like, uh, who wants to make an impression? Who's trying to get drafted? That kind of stuff. So, I don't know. I'm going to uh, hope that Tennessee can win, but um, – Milton, you know, I'm I'm glad we he can get a game in before next year. I think he'll be it next year unless Nico just wows him. So it'd be good to get that game in, but um I don't know. I have no idea about the bowl games, honestly. I do have a fun bet with an employee at the credit union that I work at. A VP is a huge Clemson fan. Okay. We made a bet. There's a big um, big event in January that uh if uh, if Clemson wins, I'll have to wear a Clemson pin. If Tennessee wins, she'll have to wear a Tennessee pin. My goal is to find the biggest novelty pin imaginable, of like a big smoky dog tee, <laughs> just the biggest thing you can imagine. Make it so the balls. Find the most ridiculous one you can. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what do you think? I don't know. I I want to win just because I don't like Dabo. Uh, pretty unlikable guy. Uh, kind of nervous about Clemson actually playing their best quarterback. Mm, uh, yeah, it's not DJ. Yeah. Um, predictions wise, what what time is the game? Is it a night game? Eight p.m. Oh gosh, that's a late one. Um, because I'm I th- I'm thinking about go- staying on golf and Friday also in Manchester. Uh, so if I do that, I'll be golf. Then after golf, come home, stop at the liquor store to get me some. Um. Orange. Make some sneaky peats. Get some orange cream vodka. Did you uh, shots every time Joe Milton overthrows the entire team? Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite don't, drinking game. I love that drinking game. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I know. I, that's why I was like, "What time's the game start?" Because I, I, there's a great chance I'll be asleep at halftime. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I was betting, I mean, 
Tennessee plus 165. I mean, that's not a terrible bet because it, I feel like it is a coin toss. Uh, I could see Tennessee wanting to win kind of thing, uh, especially feeling like they let something go at South Carolina. Uh, but I think Clemson's probably the better team, if I'm being honest with myself. So uh, I hope for a competitive game. Uh, Joe Milton, please don't overthrow the entire team uh, too often. Uh, hopefully Squirrel White can run some down. Uh, I just hope it's a competitive game. What do you hope, Hickey? So I did not think Clemson was very good all year. I thought I, I felt like they were fraud. Um you know, as we were like looking at potential matchups, that's who uh, like for the playoff if Tennessee got in, I was hoping for Clemson. Um, yeah, what's changed is like again, the stakes are different. No Hendon Hooker, which is yeah, which is huge, huge, and you're missing your top two receivers, both of which will be you know early draft picks. So, um, who goes higher in the draft? I think it ends up being Tillman. Um, Hyatt's got the like he's got elite speed. He does. I'm curious what, yeah. Hyatt, I'm curious what his uh, 40 time is. I think he's he, that elite. Well, I don't know what it is. I mean, if he can get to the four threes. Uh, That's true. I, I think he has a chance. If he's uh, f- like four, four, five or above, I think Tillman for sure goes ahead of him. So. Yeah, it's going to be fun seeing Tennessee receivers in the NFL again. It's been a minute. Uh, Jawan Jennings, thanks for holding it down. Jennings and Callaway. Yeah. Do love I've seen Callaway Jennings. every once in a while out there. I've also, well, I guess he's, he's still, he's still on the Saints. Um, well, who's, I mean, he's playing running back for the Falcons now. Uh, Cordero. Cordero? Yeah. We got to count him too. One year as a ball. Um, <laughs> he was good I, as a ball. He was really good. 2012 underrated all time Tennessee offense with the Who was worst his receiver. The had. receiver that played with him, uh, Justin Hunter. Justin Hunter. Yeah. Derek Rogers. I really like Justin Hunter. Former Tennessee Tech. Yeah. Wide receiver. David Ricky. Oh boy. Rogers. Um I think Hypel wants to win this game. I agree on that. And I think Tennessee will win the game. I think uh I think it's just gonna be like the the all right, there's this been this whole thing like you know where the Vols back I think beat Alabama all right the Vols are back they need a punctuation game to end the season so if they could come out and beat Clemson like in, in one season have beaten Clemson and Alabama the two teams that were you know the perennial powers for uh, you know the better part of the past seven years um, all right you've done something no you're not hanging a banner this year but it's the year that puts your team back on the map um that was 1995 tennessee that was the team that put that you know put them on the map and it was also you know after after a down citrus citrus bowl against ohio state yep yep beat beat eddie george eddie george George. yep uh that was that was team like okay this team is like they're i mean they had the good early 90s teams but that 95 team was like oh okay this is this is a legit contender of a program sometimes uh sometimes you have those games that just just awaken a pro- for clemson um you know it happened when they finally beat florida state in i think 2015 that was when they're like oh okay 
Clemson's Clemson's for real. And then they then then on the big stage they nearly beat Alabama in the playoff. Um, so I'm hoping this is just one of those games. Like I think Hypel knows it. He needs it's, it's it would be a good statement for Tennessee. They're like, all right, we got some momentum rolling into next year. Maybe this next year isn't the year, but this program is on track to be an elite program. Also, feels fan base wise, Clemson doesn't give two shits about being at the Orange Bowl. Uh, Tennessee's no way. Tennessee's excited. I mean, it's the first New Year's. You know what I mean? Like the whatever you want to call it. Uh, I know a lot of people going to the game. I usually don't. Same. My 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 works littered with people going. Uh, yeah, Tennessee's last bowl game on this level was after the 1999 season. It's we sad. never made a sugar since then? No. Wow. They went to Peach Bowls when Peach Bowls were lesser. They were lesser, yeah. Um, 2003 being the last one. Um, and that was uh, Clemson also, right? It was, and lost that game. You yeah, know, I was you, at that game. That was a rough one. Were you really? That was a bad one. I mean, you had, you know, a, a couple outback bowl victories, but unless you're Butch Jones, you don't consider that the high watermark of a SEC program. So, I went to one outback and one uh, Tax Slayer slash Gator Bowl. But the Northwestern game or the Iowa game? The Iowa game. That was, was a beatdown. kicking. It yeah. was. Yeah. I was. I was riding with Butch then. That brief moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, brick by brick, baby. Brick by brick. Uh, John Starks in the finals. Butch Jones building a program. He's not doing so well at Arkansas State, in case you're wondering. No. Weren't they like three and nine or something? Yeah. That's just the first Shocked. brick, though. Absolutely. For some reason, for some reason, I still follow him on Twitter. <laughs> so every time they get a recruit, he still does the brick by brick. I don't know if that's a slogan, but he still does some cheesy-ass slogan yeah. about building the program and i'm just like i don't know why i still follow this guy but it just it, it's like makes me laugh at this point dude i hope that he's this like two star tackle from... i hope he's like 72 years old coaching like lease mccray like having some <laughs> um, really bad commercial on local television that's gonna be uh, fantastic do you remember the butch jones farm bureau commercials yes when he's standing there building a, a uh, I think he was building a brick mailbox with uh, yes. the Farm Bureau guy, <laughs> Charlie. Yes. Charlie or whatever. Charlie, yeah. I remember I hated Farm Bureau insurance when I was in the car business because they wanted to physically look at your vehicle before they would give insurance. They also would not have any online portal that you actually, I mean, they were stuck in 1955. They're uh, still stuck in 1955 man, to some I degree. Them, so. I have well, Farm Bureau, so I that's. Are they real cheap? Is that like the what's the what? what's, like? I, um, I don't want to talk to anyone about insurance. I just want to get it on my phone and move on. For me, it's a it's a golfing buddy, uh, and the price isn't bad. I mean, it's okay comparable to whatever. But uh, I did go. Uh, my wife got multiple speeding tickets in the matter of about a month. Because she's a terrible driver, uh, I did had to write a check into one rural county in West Tennessee because they had you had to pay by check. That was kind of bizarre. You couldn't just go online and pay. So in the memo thing, I said my wife is a bad driver. As uh, for that, she was not amused. Uh, I got a great joy out of that one. 
but I went to I went to Farm Bureau's website to pull up the policy so I could like, and it was down. They're like, oh, we're doing maintenance, and I've looked like four times since then, and they still they've been doing maintenance since then. So, well, when your bureau's on the farm, I mean that's gonna happen. <laughs> it's been like eight weeks now. Their website's just a gif of a tractor plowing a field, like. We're working yeah. hard to get back going. I'm going to hop on and see. It lets me sign into my account. Yeah, let's see if I can get in here. Is it hosted by GeoCities? Uh, it's, it's, it looks ancient. Actually, I can get proof of insurance now. So this is the first time in reference. six weeks. Man, that reminds me of HTML class at Dobbins Bennett oh. with John Wayne Payne. I remember that class. I uh, played rummy all class. with. Uh, we had like a year-long rummy competition. Oh yeah? yeah, I like Rummy. I probably played a lot of Tonk in there. That's what yep. I imagine. Yeah. Played Tonk. Shame we weren't in that class together. We Chris, could did Tonk, did Tonk make it to Middle Tennessee? No, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's a poker style game, five card game. <laughs> it's got still. Rummy in it too. Yeah, you play still for a no dollar. Play for a dollar game. It was fun. We used to flip bills, and it'd be odds or evens kind of thing. Uh, and that was that was what I used to do uh, back in probably junior year of high school. We'd be flipping twenty dollar bills. Uh, that'd be my lunch money for the week. Uh, yeah. That's why you were so skinny. You lost all your lunch money as a degenerate gambler. I was definitely the degenerate gambler. The, the, the thing that happened was the first week there was like five of us doing it, so the winner got a hundred dollars, and essentially. When you flip the bills, if it was like the odd one out, won everything. So we had to flip like eight different times to actually get oh, so you got four it, and yeah. one. And I, I won it, so I won $100 that week. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. Uh, after that, it was it's usually just dollars, like one $1 bills just flipping back and mm. forth. But uh, I do remember doing that like junior, senior year of high school. I didn't really bet much in high school except for on uh... – Spurs basketball, of course. As many Spurs, many Spurs basketball bets back in the day. Those I was very good. confident and very confident in Tim Duncan after his days at Wake Forest. As you should be. You were right. Yeah, that's what. That's always my argument that the NBA was never fixed. Have that team be so good for so long. I mean. Only time it was is when they they fixed the the Kings out of the finals, but you know, Duncan was too good to derail. I have so, that. All right, let's unlock some memory. I mean, we'll, we'll wrap up. Nobody's going to care about this, but what's it matter? <laughs> go balls. I have, I have this odd yeah go balls. I have this odd memory of sitting in the Dobbins Bennett Library, and you and I were like sophomores or something, talking to somebody. I can't remember who it was. And you were just like incredulous because he said that Joe Forte from North Carolina was going to be like a number one pick and was better than Jason Williams. And like, talk about oh, white Jason Williams, Jason Williams, the Duke, white guy, Duke Jason Williams, oh, Duke, Jay Jason. Williams, oh, the one yeah, that Jay killed Williams. a guy. No, no, <laughs> well, oh, you're talking, oh, you're talking Jay about Williams, the Bulls, that, the that Bulls got motorcycle wreck or yeah. car yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, the Duke point guard that was amazing. Okay. Yeah, he, he was good. I remember like, you were uh, like ten out of ten mad, like as far as you get, you know, which is about like. I me. remember like, 
And I remember liking Joe Forte. I thought he was a pretty good point guard, but yeah, Jay Williams, golly, that guy's ten times better than he, Forte. Uh, have y'all seen Jay Williams on the college football game or college basketball like game day things? No, like, yes, he does like half court shots like with confidence, really? like drains them with confidence. Like he'll shoot it and be like, "Oh, that he'll do the stuff." Like that's one dude that's like a what if if he never got in the wreck. Yeah, uh, yeah. special been... special talent. He kind of reminded me of like, because um, he played real hard and fast, like uh, Derek. Um, Derek Rose. Oh, Derek Rose. Yeah, and he was a Bulls point guard. Kind of very similar. See yeah. Derek Rose getting his wife and his baby mama uh, the same pajama outfit. Stop it! That happened this year. <laughs> no, but I know what I'm going to do as soon as we get off this call. Bye. Go look at uh, Derek Rose's Instagram and see why that's hilarious. Oh man! <laughs> Are you thought a... I was going to go buy my uh, baby mama and my wife the same pajamas? Is that I what thought, you thought that was the joke you were making? So that was good. Okay. It was good. Right. So, well, I think that puts Bo on uh, <laughs> Sports Nuts and Beer Cats for 2022. What, a, what an end of the year! What an end of the year! Um, hey, we'll get together again. Uh, glad we had some, some additional people. Maybe, maybe in the future, we'll have some coal sightings, uh, maybe a Logan sighting, maybe more a walls, maybe peak will join us. Who knows? Maybe we'll expand the, uh, uh, you know, expand the cast. Now, as we're transitioning out of football season, I become useless. So, uh, we'll have, I don't know about useless. Uh, not I can yeah if we talk about 90s NBA I can help out or 90s NASCAR or really 90s anything that's really my wheelhouse uh so other than that um but anyway thanks guys uh been a lot of fun thanks for the ride this fall this is an all-time ball season we'll never forget it um unless the next five are better and we will so in that case if you drink don't drive do the watermelon crawl Thanks for sending that, Chris.